thing is it yeah well i've actually been to get you socks it says good day <laughs> no I've, i actually was thinking about this we uh we say good morning on our youtube channel but what if someone's watching in the evening so oh, me saying know, good day i've been trying to think of just new phrases so it's not like hey welcome good morning it's like no it's like hey good day like, yeah, now that we're a global church. We're an international church. You can be anywhere. <laughs> global church. Yeah. My name's David. I'm on the team here at Vital Point Church, and I'm joined by Ron Baker, the lead pastor. Planned this church seven years ago. Go into the history. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Real deep. We'll do our starting points here on the Vital Moments podcast. But we're uh, we're doing a wrap-up for our Sunday conversation from our Triggered series on anxiety kind of a little bit of depression topic but not really more, more of anxiety couldn't figure out how to blend the two but in all honesty the conversation was like we say this very we say this often but like you could feel it when you were in the room or hopefully when you're at home if the kids were running around naked <laughs> um the the silence was loud mm. for the people leaning in like i sat at the back for the first service and you in could Poplar see Poplar hill in, yeah in Poplar hill and you could see people's body language oh really of like engaging yeah but i love how you put some humor into it too so conversation of anxiety was really awesome yesterday mm. um on sunday the spontaneous dancing in the moment humor yes the stuff that comes to the mind of a oh. communicator mm-hmm. how do we open up this conversation because anxiety you set it up really well yesterday of you said we're going to neander through it yeah yeah let me just go there i mean the meandering at the beginning was just what we've been doing in every one of these topics is speaking to the reality mm-hmm. of what's gone on because we're talking about the truth into the caves of darkness yeah of our life. yeah exactly right and so when you think about what we've come through in the last two years heading into our third year uh, there is a lot of darkness. Mm-hmm. There is uh, a lot of people that are trapped in the cave. And what we've been doing is, I think, sometimes standing on the line or maybe even crossing the line a couple times um, as I reflect, where we just jump in and say, here's a reality. Like the messaging of this has created anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, for vax and unvaxed or, you know, masked or unmasked. It's just an unbelievable amount of anxiety. And I I just called some things out. Like the like the commercial I see on TV saying, you know, get kids vaxxed so they can go back to being kids again. I'm like, what kind of messaging is that that we're telling our, our families and our children? And, yeah. And, you know, the, in the complexity of not being a, uh, like I'm not a, in the health world i'm not a scientist but it's seeming to me that even right now with the omicron stuff that we're dealing with mm-hmm. uh it's amazing to me we've our anxiety has built omicron up to be uh something that it's not the big bad wolf you know and it's like omicron dodgeball out there i mean our our entire family had omicron mm-hmm. you and hannah me and desiree um uh, tatum paul and sid you know our our unit our unit of yeah. seven soon to be eight 
and it, we all got sick, but we got through it, right? Yeah. And it's like ninety nine point seven percent of the population that gets Omicron mm-hmm. is is moved on. And we're not sensitive to the people that it actually has affected. No, but it's the no. conversation around anxiety, right? Like I don't want people to be like, "Oh wow, Ron and VPC, like they're not being sensitive to the no, health factor." It's no. it's not that. It's the conversation of anxiety yeah. that the messaging, the wording has actually created. And yeah. you said uh, military force to battle Omicron. Like what? Yeah, but but you also said there was um, health professionals, like mental health professionals, yeah, calling yeah. it the echo pandemic yeah. of the anxiety yeah, that's driving right. up. Oh, it's huge. Which is, like you said, it's going to be affecting people for decades if we don't step in. If we're not careful. Yeah, if we're not careful. And this is what's beautiful about the church is we actually have to see the responsibility of speaking into the darkness Mm -hmm. that our world is portraying, right? Yeah, because I think even you consider how anxiety has turned a lot of people to the place of anger and frustration and division. Um, it, it all, it, I mean, it's unbelievable what it creates. You, you can't post anything. Even, even stepping into the conversation, David, for our church is, is a dangerous place to step into with the boldness that we believe we need to step into with because we, we know that it's so divisive and we know that it's creating an uneasiness and, and people are going to agree and disagree. Listen, there's going to be people that likely will leave our church because I stepped into this. Yeah. Uh, and there's also going to be people that uh, go, okay, finally someone's actually talking about the reality of what's going on beneath the pandemic, with the echo pandemic, mm-hmm. with the reality of the brokenness, even in our children. Like children, you know, hearing from their friends that you're gonna die if you don't get if the, you don't get like, vaxxed. vaxxed. Like, where is that coming from? Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's like, okay, let's speak into this, and that's why I think the Bible was the place to go. Which I actually, I, I really have to tell you, I appreciate your neandering through it to just give the reality check. You said sure. a few times that we have to take a step back. Yeah, like we have to take reflect. a step back and reflect on what's heightening our anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's lots of other things. But mm-hmm. Omicron, COVID, all of that stuff yeah. is really fast-tracking anxiety in our world yeah. and people's lives. Yeah. And you took us to uh, Philippians chapter 4. 4, yeah. Which is 4 through 7. But you also said that the Bible talks a lot about anxiety. Yeah. Well, there's other sections where Peter even talks about, you know, casting our anxiety on the Lord. Like, literally, that's a fishing imagery. Like, we, yeah. we, we he was a fisherman, right? We cast, we we throw it on to him. And in Paul's uh, letter to the to the Philippian church, he was saying, you know, that, that element of rejoice, it's the exuberance celebration, it's the cheering. And he says it twice, you know, I, you know rejoice in the Lord always and i'm gonna say it again rejoice and he's writing it from prison he's writing it to a group of people that were legit under persecution were the death jail time death jail time (laughs) you know being beaten and 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 i mean you think about the depths of that and he's saying listen rejoice in the lord Mm -hmm. there's a sustainable source from which we live from in our anxiety that reduces the power of anxiety or reduces or dims the 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 darkness of anxiety Mm -hmm. and it comes from the aspect of rejoicing and we talked about the the physicality of rejoicing when your team wins or when your team comes back we demonstrate rejoicing by jumping in the air 
uh, you know, I can remember times when you're playing hockey where your team would come back and win. And I got to tell you, we were rejoicing yeah. on the other side of the glass as we watched your team win. We were throwing our hands in the air. We're high five and we're embracing. We're belly bumping. We're just like, yeah. this is so great. When it comes to our faith, we're like, well, no, I'm just going to keep my hands in my pocket yeah. and keep my hands over my chest. We celebrate more for our teams winning and rejoicing in that than we do rejoicing in the Lord. <laughs> you know, I kind of <laughs> joked about it in our Exeter community. That, you know, maybe if you're not comfortable rejoicing with your hands in the air in a worship setting, like singing choruses, maybe crank up the music at home, close the blinds in your house, and run around with your hands in the air. Because yeah. our bodies physically change. Energy is released. Mm-hmm. We're rewiring how we think. And and listen, I'm not one for raising my hands in a church service. Um, I'm more of a half raiser, you know, partway up, holding the television type thing. Um, but I think there's an element of what Paul's saying is so true, mm-hmm. is is that celebratory. But then, if you want me to keep going, yeah, he talks about prayer. And this is the dangerous part. And I, and I said this, I believe, yeah. in all three services yesterday. Um, if I didn't, I'll say it now. Um, good-hearted Christians say stupid things sometimes to people yeah. who are dealing with anxiety and depression. Like that phrase, you need to pray more. Do you think that the person's not praying? Yeah. Like legit. Someone who deals with extreme case of anxiety or depression, do you think they're not praying? Or the people that are living with people that are experiencing yeah. that, they're not pray, praying? Pray more? No. See, the realization is this, and I, I said this, I believe. Um, anxiety is an indicator of what we're trusting in for our future. Mm-hmm. So anxiety is the unease and the uncertainty of a imminent event or a future event. Prayer, then, takes me to the place where I recognize that I am trusting my future into the hands of God. So if anxiety is an indicator, alarm going off inside of us, I'm trusting in the wrong thing, then, oh, that's the trigger. I need to be actually... It's the red flag. It's a flag. It's it's your radio alarm going off in the morning or your phone going off in the morning for your alarm. It's like, okay, I need to pray. And prayer is that acknowledgement of our need for God for that future thing. And supplication is the intentionality of the purposeful, um, specific prayer request that we bring before God. And then he says with thanksgiving, which is such a cool thing. Because the thanksgiving is praying as if God has already met that need and responded to it. It kind of goes back to when I was sitting in the service listening to all three messages. Um, Laboring through it. Yeah, laboring through it scrolling through it no um actually writing down quotes of what you were saying because it was just there was just what came back to me was uh jeremiah 17 where you've talked to us as a staff and i think you used it on a sunday morning that we need to put our trust in god so our his trust becomes part of us Mm. so you've talked about that in in the past about trusting in god for when the things come in the future his trust is already part of right I think it's things Jeremiah seventeen, yeah, um, thirty something. I, I'm just I'm trying yeah. to pull it out of the air here, <laughs> yeah. but it's that it's that thing that we actually like rejoicing is actually it's also part right. of the trust factor. Jeremiah seventeen seven and eight, right? Yeah. I was thinking it was seven seven and eight, but it's seventeen seven and eight. Blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And it's that development trust of um, God gifting us more trust as we trust in Him, mm-hmm. right? It's like that tree that's planted by the water; it sends yeah. out its roots. That was a few weeks ago. I think we talked about that. Let's end on this. Okay. What's your hope for people with this conversation? Yeah. We, we've often said we hope this is the beginning yeah. or kickstart or lighting the fire again. Well, a couple things. One is I want our church to be a, pl- a safe place for people to be okay with acknowledging they deal with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Church hasn't done a good job at that over the years. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, capital C church. Yeah. 
I mean, we've done mental health series, we've done interviews with therapists, we've done all that we can over the years. And what's interesting about this, this is not the first step for us as a church. Like, no, yeah, you say that. We've been no. talking about this for the last three, four years. Oh, my goodness, even probably longer. Yeah. We did, I mean, I did interviews with therapists on yeah, our stage. True, yeah. I did, we did a four week series in mental health month um, on mental health and mm. the proper way of thinking. So, one is, is to continue to create that safe place. Yeah. And, and to be okay with the fact that we're okay with you not being okay. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense, but. It makes total sense. Um, and then I think the second thing would be, uh, honestly, that people would realize that their anxiety and depression doesn't need to define them. Mm-hmm. And I believe that too many of us identify ourselves as an anxious person. And I think that that's why Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. And then he talks about uh, the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Because the reality is, in Christ Jesus is the identity that we have as followers yeah. of Jesus. And and I believe that needs to shift. It's our identity in Christ that allows me to find freedom from the power of anxiety. Some may deal with anxiety for their entire lives. Some may deal with depression at, the, at their entire lives. God does heal. I've, I know of a number of people mm-hmm. that have been healed from depression, like legit healed, where they could not leave their homes to coming to Jesus, now can leave their homes mm-hmm. and are living their lives outside of the confines of their home. So for me, it's, you know, A, it's like get a safe place in our church, continue the conversation, and B is realize that you can find freedom from the power of sin. Or power of sin, yes. Sin, so let me rephrase that. That came out wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying anxiety is sin yes. or depression is sin. That, yeah. yeah, that actually slipped out wrong. Free from um, the anxiety that we have in our lives, okay? I hope people didn't mis- don't misunderstand that. No, you, you recovered well. Okay, good. You did. Don't worry. Yeah. This has been a good conversation, and yeah, I echo everything that Rohan says. Um, those three things that our hope is for us as a church, or maybe you're not connected to a church yet, and you stumbled across this podcast because a friend mm-hmm. sent it to you. Um, we're really hoping and praying that as a church, we would continue to create that safe place for people to understand that they can walk through life with others, not by themselves, but with others where they can right. find freedom uh, who is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really excited about that. So this has been your Vital Moments Podcast, the wrap-up for January 30th in our Triggered series on anxiety. Hope you have an incredible week. Thanks for listening. See you later.